asks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. Welcome to Gothtober. My friends, to the In Obscuria podcast, a podcast where we exhume obscure rock and punk and metal, and we put them in one of three categories, the lost, the forgotten, or the should-have-beens. My name, Kevin Yummy Mummy Williams, and that over there, Robert Fruit Brute Harrison. The what? <laughs> Fruit Brute? <laughs> I can't even say that. Fruit Brute. You don't remember that one, huh? Hmm. We'll um, get into that later. Remember Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops. No, Fruit Brute. No, is that an aftershave? No, no. We'll, we'll talk about it much oh, okay. later. Oh, okay, much later. Much later. How, how are you this week, sir? What oh. is going on? Are you feeling the... October. ...in your blood? Yes. I, I was inspired after last week's episode and started making a uh, sculpture for this month. And it's not specifically gothic, but it's got a very dark undertone to it. Mm. So I think it will fit in just fine. Nice. Do you want to go ahead and give us a little teaser or no? That, well, it's hard to describe it over I saw an audio form. Something. Yeah, got, yes, I saw something of it last week. Yeah, I, can't, I won't that mention was, it. That was just the start of it. So okay. it's, got, it's got more. But yeah, I think I should finish it by the end of Gothtober. Hopefully nice. my 
two weeks. I, that's my goal because I got a new toy I got to play with. Just in time for turkey time. Yeah. Oh, talk about your new toy. Yeah, I got a new toy. Uh, a new old a, toy. New old toy. It's only 80 years old. It is a power hammer. And I had one, but it wasn't mine. It was our friend Mackenzie. So that's gone. It's not here anymore? It's in the new tiny house. Oh, it's house. in the tiny Yeah, he house. moved it over there. So I was left without one. I would have to walk all the way over next to the uh, my shop. I'd have to like that's... walk out of my shop, walk like 30 steps to go use that one Mm-mm. so i just bought my own but it's nope. 80 years old it's a thousand pounds and i moved it with the tiny tractor and just my bare hands by myself moved that your thing. fruit brute strength yes i did All right. whatever that is so, yeah. <laughs> thought like an egyptian and moved it shoved it in there stood it up got it working and hopefully we'll start using it tomorrow nice. to finish the sculpture nice. and then today i just drove three hours Round trip with uh, running James Dio in the back seat to go purchase some rusty metal. That's what I do. I, I drove three hours in Atlanta traffic. Where did you go? Cedartown, Georgia. Cedartown. Gorgeous out there. It's out in the country, middle huh. of nowhere. And so I'm rolling past these kind of high-end houses out in the country, like horse country. It's beautiful. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's probably some fancy barn they tore down or pulled the roof off. And I look at the address, and it was like two doors past a fancy house, and it was just as methy as you could <laughs> I was like, oh, son of a bitch. There's two, not one, but two dogs tied up to trees in the front yard. <laughs> Just crap everywhere. I'm like, really? With like twine? I just drove past miles of really nice right. house, like mansions and stuff that are way out in the country. It's gorgeous, right. gorgeous. And I hit the one meth head that lives out you there. You pull in, you start hearing the Dukes which, of Hazard theme yeah, song. which makes sense. I'm buying rusty scrap metal. So <laughs> yeah, we loaded that up and I pulled in the driveway. You're already waiting on me. That's a first. Is this for the roof? Is it's that for the roof for? of the uh, front back porch. Got it. Back the, front uh, porch. This yeah. Front, yeah, front back porch back front whatever but yeah we're gonna do that tomorrow got some help so we're gonna hopefully get the roof on tomorrow we got the ceiling on today 500 different projects going at the same time which is normal that's what that's, that's what, what you I, do that's what i do yeah so i think the dog's gonna sleep through the whole episode He's, i know he is like out out looks yeah. like oh then uh, so we roll in and i see a cat run across the street even before i get out of the truck i'm like oh geez maybe the dog didn't see it so i get out my well-trained dog gets out stands next to me kevin gets out of his car and of course my well-trained dog uses that as an excuse to run to say hi to Kevin and then conveniently make a little detour and go chase a cat mm. and then came back across the street and ran it up a tree. If he were human and a redneck, he would have said, hey, I'll watch this. Hey, I'll. Yeah, he, he, was, <laughs> he was plotting. I can tell he was. I was like, no, leave it, leave it. And he's like looking at me and just went, oh, there's Kevin. I can misbehave now. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a little adventure too. But yeah, that's pretty much par for the course for this week. There, we've had a lot of adventures. I had a party Saturday night that I'm still recovering from. Oh my God, I can't. The party here? Or? Here. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Here. Oh, this is one of those parties. It went I, at three o'clock in the morning. I had to pull the plug. I was. I just was like, you know what? Damn, man. I, it's hardcore. Time for y'all to go. <laughs> Well, I mean, there was people staying over, but the people that weren't staying over, I'm like, y'all got to go home. It's it's three o'clock in the morning and it wasn't even close to winding down. So I was just like, you don't have to leave right now, but you got to start making plans. Were you just like partying away and then you hit a point and you're like, okay, that's it. Yeah, it was pretty much, I was having a good time at about 2.45. It was just like, mm. and the thing is I had to get up the next morning. 
I, I had to get up Sunday morning. So it was not like, oh, I'm just going to sleep all Sunday. It's like, I got to be up around eight o'clock. So I was watching the clock on the wall going, this is going to suck. I'm no longer 25 <laughs> years old. This is not easy. It's not the same. Four hours sleep is, is pretty rough. Can and you, uh, several bourbon drinks later. Can you divulge? Was this some sort of theme? Oh, some particular no, party? There, will, there will not be any divulging oh. at all until oh. you stop recording. Oh, later on after the show's it over. It was that good. It was that good. Damn. But I do not want details recorded for posterity. Let's just say. That's but what yeah. will be going on in the, underneath us. Yeah, it, exactly. Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah, it, was, it was a fun party, and I'm glad that that's done. And it took a day and a half to clean up. I'm still doing laundry from our beds. Our weekends couldn't have been more different. <laughs> I don't need to go into mine either. No, you don't want to go into yours. But it's be more different. Family stuff, I understand. Yeah. yeah. You got family stuff. I got weird friends. Wow. And, Fun stuff going on here. So yeah, it was it was a fulfilling week since the last time I saw you. We got a lot done. All right. Well, if you're all tuckered out after chasing after a cat, go listen to Pot of Thunder, Cobras and Fire, Growing Up Rock, Slam Fest Podcast, Decibel Geek, A to Z Radio, Metal Up Your Podcast, The Hustle, Disciples of the Watch, Podcast Rock City, Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast, State of America, Rock Strikes 10, Potter Than Hell. Shout it out Loudcast, the Ron Keel podcast, the Kiss Room, Ages of Rock, Retro Zest podcast, and don't forget about Monty. Hey, 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 it's Monty. Monty's Rockcast. Come visit us in Obscuria.com. Like us, share us, Facebook, X, and Instagram. Still not used to saying that, but it's, so I, had to, I had to write it down so I could remember X. You did. You got to X us. Exit. Even though I don't check it. Do you check it? Yes, our I do. Tw- Twitter gram account? We have, we have a, yeah, the Twitter gram. Yes, oh. I check it on X. Okay. <laughs> I check our Twitter gram on X. We do have a, a few folks who only follow us on X. So. Okay, well, thank you. I don't, I don't know if they're on X. I'm just saying to, they follow us yeah, on Yeah, I don't know X. how to do any of that, but that's cool yeah. that you do. Yeah. So... Before we start tonight, Robert, there is this. Business to take care of. Curveball. I wasn't expecting that. I forgot that you added some embellishment. Ah, oh, Halloween. Time for Trico Tinting. My delicious chocolate cereal, Count Chocula. Halloween is the perfect time to scare up a nutritious breakfast with my delicious nutritious They actually advertise that as nutritious. That's just like when they, <laughs> when they advertise cigarettes as beneficial for your health. Mm-hmm. Well, it it's the same thing. Helps your lip muscles as you pucker. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff is so healthy. Yes, yes. It is time once again. We are trying the, I guess, cornucopia. Tri- of, trifecta. The Well, there's more than three. Oh, We're trying it? the cornucopia of monster cereal. Wait. To see if it's as good as we remember from our youth. Last week, we had the one that you could always find, yeah. at least for me, Count Chocula. Chocula. That was the, the, the original, yeah. I believe. And here is the, I believe they had these two. So today, yes, the other one that you could always find in the grocery store back in the day, the Frankenberry. Right. 
Oh, we're going to try that. Okay, now this definitely the been a long Franken time. Berry. So this is a strawberry flavored Wait, monster cereal. Strawberries in quotation marks. Mm-hmm. So that's very heavily quotated. Artificially strawberry flavored sweetened cereal with monster marshmallows. That's truth and advertising. That's what we got. So do you have your Hello? Viking mug, yes, sir? Yes, I do. And Just my like spoon. We, oh, the dog. Look at the dog. He is waking oh, he's like, up. He's like, oh, Burr? I got a count chocolate last Burr? week. You know what? It's the It's the box. He knows the sound of a rustling package inside a box there. Yeah, he knows all about that. Now, last week I I mentioned, uh, here, I'm going to pass it to you. I mentioned that the ratio of marshmallows to cereal was not very good with the old Count Chocula, but I'm seeing a lot of marshmallows in here for the Frankenberry. You got most of them. Good. All right. Make sure you get a marshmallow on your scoop here. We're going to try these out. Here we go. Hang on. I'm closing the box. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. Frankenberry. Are they as good as we remember? Oh, damn, they're pretty good. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's like a party in your mouth. Oh, wow. Wow. That's been a long time. The chocolate Mm. flavor, I swear I've had like chocolate Cheerios and things like that, but this is good. Man, my tongue is doing the monster mash, man. That is good shit. I'm about to go get some milk. I'm serious, man. We might want to take a break, just Mm. eat cereal for two hours. Mm. People love to listen to you do this. Mm. Yeah, that's great. That's great entertainment, Mm. just to... Listen to people eat. Was that Asmir radio? Mm, that you listen to. Sounds? Oh, what is that thing? Yeah, where the people As- do certain sounds. Asmir. What the hell did you just say? That's what it's called. Yeah. Ass smear. Asmir. A S M R. I don't know what it stands for, but it's A S M R. All right, I'm gonna I just assume it was Asmir. I'm gonna chase my strawberry oh, I don't with know a little that. red stripe. I don't know about that. Mm, here we go. It's strawberry, so it might better than the. That's chocolate. a horrible idea. <laughs> Don't do that. Was, oh, my God. I was worried about that. Uh, it's an aftertaste that just... <laughs> Usually, I'm the one with the bad ideas. It's oh, nice to see God. it on the other side as a change. Oh, that was horrible. <laughs> do not do that. Now I want to try it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't say I was going to, but I just kind of want to, just to experience <sighs> how bad that was. Wow. It was fine going down. The aftertaste just yeah. hit me like, wow, that was horrible. Do not chase... Frankenberry with red stripe beer. Right, right. Now, what do you think goes with? They don't have Frankenberry in Jamaica. More of Miller Lite. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, something closer to water. Yeah. Oh, this is this is really good. This is really good, right? This is that's not good in the sense that now I, I want the whole box. Well, this is like Franken crack. Well, Man, this has many grams, many grams of whole grain goodness. So it's healthy. Mm. This shit is healthy. I just pooped my pants just now. <laughs> it's that good. <laughs> it just loosened your bowels. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I tell you what, first week was just kind of, eh. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was uh, all right. right. This, this is good. Hell yeah. That box will be eaten. Yeah, you can leave that here. Mm. That's good. <laughs> many, I will leave it here. How many grams of sugar in this? Yes, so I think last week you said that it wasn't as good because they cut back on the sugar. Just, what do we have here? I'm hypothesizing that's the case. This one is it's in Spanish. Why the hell is it in Spanish? Where'd See? you buy this? At the El Supermarqueta Economica? Supermercado. 11 grams. All right. So it's yeah. exactly the same, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's, it's this it was, all the same. It was 12 so or 11 just different colors. Okay. Just to put it in perspective, I f- had forgotten a bottle, a regular bottle of Mountain Dew, horrible Mountain Dew. <laughs> I was 64 grams of sugar. It's, you still got the aftertaste going. God, it's horrible. <laughs> Stop doing it then. 
ah, I was just trying to cleanse the palate and yeah, it's not working. It's, it's the same result. Okay. You just define insanity. All right. Sorry. So, yeah, was... so 11 grams for this, 64 grams of sugar for a Mountain Dew. This puts it in perspective. It's not that bad. And this has fiber, so it kind of balances out a, a little bit. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's still not healthy, but it's not nearly as bad as some that, other crap out that there. That Mountain Dew's the devil. It is devil. <laughs> Rot your teeth out. <laughs> okay. Well, now that we got that segment out of the way, I'm sure people cannot wait to hear us crunch again next week. Mm-hmm. And what, oh my God, what could it be next week? Who knows? Than, you said there's more than three. Yes, so they added one this year. So we have that to look what? forward to. Okay. Yep, they I'll added wait, one this year. I'll wait for the surprise. But in the 80s, well, let me let me step back. In the 70s, they had the booberry, right? They had the right. three. Right. The trifecta. Three amigos. But then they added the fruit brute, which I was- I don't remember that it, at it all. It didn't last very long. It was, yeah, it was sort of like a fruity, kind of like um, tricks, but with marsh with the monster marshmallows. I'll have to look and that up. And he was uh, like a werewolf. Huh. So it was Fruit Brute. That didn't last very long, a couple of years. Yeah. And then in the 80s, they kind of did the same flavor. It was called Yummy Mummy, and it was fruity. And it still didn't. And that lasted a, a year or two. They should try it three or four more times before mm-hmm. they really figure out that yeah. that's not a good idea. But who? Well, well, and then this year, they know? added another one, which is a, an exotic flavor, oh, which we will be talking about okay. the final week of Gothtober. Oh, that's going to be. Wait for it. Toast you, Ghost. It's going to taste toast, like Toast Ghost. <laughs> Hmm. We do have something about toast in the French final. toast ghost. That French would be toast ghost. French toast ghost. Yeah. All right. So it's that time of year again where I get super happy because the nostalgia is just all there for me with all these great Halloween movies on Direct TV. They have a channel that's nothing but Halloween movies, twenty four hours a day for this whole month. You mean the the series Halloween, like one, two, three, four, five, or just no, just ha- anything that's Halloween, Halloween okay. themed. It could be because you could have an entire channel just to those movies. You it's, could. There's like fifty yeah. of them. Yeah. So it really gets me inspired. I think this happened last year. I started watching some old flicks. That that I hadn't seen forever. So I thought this year, how do we how do we do something a little different? So just for kicks, I thought I would dial an old familiar number. To many of us in our age group, we used to dial this every week. Eight six seven five three zero nine. That's the one. Let's see what happens when I pull out the phone and dial this today. So let me get the phone out here. And let's see what happens when I dial this particular number. Hold on a sec. Hello and welcome, welcome to, to Movie Phone. Phone. If you know the name of the movie you'd like to see, press 1. To select from a list of current movies, press 2. Still out there. Slaves of New York. No. Still Breathing. No. Taz Gone Looney. No. Godzilla. Nope. Fight Back to School 2. Hello. Before the sun and before the light of the stars, when all was darkness and chaos, the old gods, the forgotten gods, ruled the darkness. What was theirs now belongs to the world of light and substance. The old gods, the rightful masters, are jealous. Watching mankind with a hatred that is as boundless as the stars, with plans for the destruction of man that are beyond imagining. <laughs> there is a passageway between our physical world of light and pleasure, their spiritual world of madness and pain. 
a gate behind which the demons wait for the chance to take back what is theirs! <laughs> Phone. Who knew it was still working? That's good. It sounded a little possessed. Down, it's down in somebody's basement in Iowa right now. It's just probably dusty. Nobody I don't really know anymore. what that guy was going on about. I was actually enjoying my Frankenberry still. So yeah, I don't know what trailer we just heard, but you know, it gets me in the mood at least for I don't know, maybe horror movies. Maybe that was a subliminal message. Maybe some backward masking, some Satan worshiping going on. I don't know. I don't know what that was. But anyway, I think it's time. Episode 199, Arcane Sounds from the Big Scream 2. We're going to play some songs from movies, Halloween movies. So next week's episode. Next week's episode is the Big 200. Oh, I better dress up and take a shower. At least wear pants for once. Well, I could do that. I could do that. 200? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So let's just get into this. I thought what we'd do today is we would just go old school. We're going to take a trip to the video store. We're going to read. This is what we used to do, kids. We didn't have a way to look at trailers unless you just happen to see it on TV on a commercial or you happen to see it in the theater. What you would do is you'd go to the video store, which there were video stores everywhere Mm -hmm. back in the day. Every street corner, like convenience stores. Yep, everywhere. And you'd pick up the VHS cassette and you'd look on the back and say, hmm, what does this say about this movie? Do I want to see this? No. Yes. No. Yes. No. And that's how we did it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you get these movies home and... You read the box. You read the, the box. The box was... The box you know, was everything. The size of VHS, and that's as much info as you got, whatever they could fit on the box. It's sort of the size... For, for the kids out there, mm-hmm. a VHS cassette was sort of the size of a, of a book. Yeah, bookish, exactly. Bookish size. Yeah, medium, small. Small to medium books. Yes, like a novel. Yeah, novella. Oh, man. Did you have a certain... I know blockbusters were in every town. Did you have a certain like local... Mm-hmm. movie store you went to yeah we didn't get a blockbuster till i had gone off to college in 88 so before that it was and i can't remember the name of it like now some mom and pop it was some mom and pop and they also rented atari game cartridges oh, nice so that was the real reason my dad or mom usually my dad but i'd harangue them into taking me by there so i could rent an atari game and while we we're there we'd pick out a movie but yeah my i think we got hbo about the same time that vhs movies started getting really big and so at that point my dad was like, I'm not going to rent that. We're just watch it on TV. That's right. Just wait, wait, wait for it to come on. Yeah. Just, Even though you could rent the movie about, I don't know, five months five before, or six months before it came, it came on, on cable. HBO. Because was, there was an order to life back then. Mm-hmm. We were a very orderly society. You did something, and then the next thing, and then the next thing. And now it just all comes out at the same time. They don't care. It's in the movies. It's in your house. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Now, my dad, he thought he was really cutting edge back when the old video recorders first came out. Mm-hmm. So he's thought, you know what? I've got two to choose from and the quality is so much better on the beta beta max. Mm -hmm. So we are getting family. We're not getting that crappy VHS. We're getting a beta max. I'm spending Wednesday night at the in-laws, but I'm not missing the Wednesday night movie. I'm working the late shift, but I'm not missing the late show. Thanks to Sony's revolutionary Betamax deck, which hooks up to any TV set, now you can automatically videotape your favorite show even when you're not home and watch it anytime you want. Good morning, gentlemen. I'm going home to watch The Late Show.
And we had a Betamax for about five years until mm-hmm. finally he gave in and realized everybody we can't go in the rent. other direction. You can't rent a single movie. No. All we did with our Betamax was record stuff off of the TV. Yeah, onto the Betamax Which, cassette. Did you ever watch again? No, probably not. Uh, well, he would stuff. he would rewatch football games if we won. Right, <laughs> relive that and then yeah. just forget about the other ones. And then. I would record things off HBO that I wanted to watch again, and I'd watch them over and over. Stuff that came on after like midnight, so you could watch it when your parents weren't gone. No, <laughs> I, I can't remember. It was normal '80s movie stuff. Yeah, okay, but sure. We didn't have Skinamax until later. So. Right, but HBO had some not Skinamax level, but the more more R-rated stuff came on late at night. I think yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. So anyway, when we finally got a VHS. We would rent our movies from, before we got our Blockbuster, same thing. We got it about 88, 89, same thing. We had uh, Square Records, which was my favorite little record store. They had oh. also had lots and lots of videos. So we'd go there, and then there were a bunch of other ones, you know, mom and pop video stores. And mm. I remember one in Clemson called Movies, and their whole theme was all cow theme, and it was movies. Until Chick-fil-A came along and took that theme up. <laughs> Horrible. All right, well... It's time for us to go down to the old mom and pop video store here, and let's just pick up this first one, Robert. Let's see if we're going to watch this. I'm going to read what's on the back here, and okay. then uh, we'll see what we think. So we're going to start. This is uh, from the 90s, and this was written, it says here, written and stars an 80s metal icon. And here's the synopsis of this movie. 15-year-old Genevieve Gage and her best friend Tiana Moore are frequent visitors to an internet chat room. Uh-oh, I've, I've seen shows about that. They strike up a chat with Captain Howdy, played by D. Snyder, who behind an electric veil seems like a typical high school student. Attracted by his self-description, Genevieve jumps at the chance when he invites both girls to his house for a party. When Genevieve doesn't come home, her father, Detective Mike Gage, begins to investigate her disappearance. In search for his daughter, Detective Mike Gage finds himself on the event horizon of horror and at the nexus of technology and tribal ritual. That sounds as bad as the movie that was filmed here last year (laughs) that has never been released. To find Genevieve, he must be resourceful to stop a madman. He must walk the razor's edge of his own guiding principles. We going to rent this one? Uh, if you have music queued up, then yeah, let's rent that one. Okay. Well, I think that's what's going to take this over the edge for us. Because it's D. Snyder. I want to hear some D. Snyder. It's a pretty kick-ass soundtrack, so we might as well listen to a song off of it. Let's listen to a little D. Snyder. What do you say? Here's a song from this movie that he wrote and starred in. The movie's called Strange Land. Mm-hmm. D. Snyder's Strange Land. And this song is from the movie, 1998. It's called In Conclusion.
So 98 was a little early for the hairband revival era. Happened. I think it was just starting, maybe? maybe? Early, maybe. but in the early phases of it. But we also had not fallen into the new metal Mm-mm. era. But this was like a little bit of elements of a lot of that. It just... It centered industrial. Uh, yeah, it was well, definitely yeah, industrial. Industrial, but it wasn't hair metal. He was definitely trying for something different. But for a horror movie, that's kind of the sound you want going on. Yeah, so his character, Captain Howdy, is Wait, basically... really? What the... F- <laughs> is basically a guy that's all tattooed, like all over, yeah. with crazy looking tribal tattoos. Tattoos and I, I don't know. I actually did not rent it, so I, I, I haven't seen it. Oh, sorry. But I, it has a killer soundtrack, so lots of good. Is it all music on it? D. Snyder? Is it lots Mm-mm, of other bands? No, lots of other bands and all kind of of that vein of that yeah. era. Yeah, just you know, not bad. I got really tired of that vocal effect. Yeah, I wish they only done it for maybe the first half of the first verse. Yeah, and they part of the verse off. or something like that. Yeah. No, don't go back to it every time, but it was the ni- late 90s. Yeah, he was, that was like kind of I a said. thing. You know, Nine Inch Nails, Marilyn mm-hmm. Manson, all that stuff was huge, and I think he was trying to tap into that a little bit. And it did sound spooky. That's it goes a good with point. The, I didn't think about those bands, but you're, that's that's probably what he's going for. Yeah, right before the whole new metal. Yeah, if it would have been thing. two years later, he would have sounded more limpy and biscuity. <laughs> more biscuity. He had been Captain Biscuit. Captain Biscuit. Let me talk about the biscuit bullshit. Captain Howdy was a song off of Stay Hungry, their big one. Uh-huh. There was a song on there, Captain Howdy. Oh, and I think that's where he created that character, and then he, all these years later, he actually got decided to writing it. Yeah, write a movie about it. Okay, that makes so, a little more sense. Yeah. All right. So our second song comes from a movie by Wes Craven in the eighties. Now that guy, a heavy hitter. That guy was a heavy that hitter Nightmare in the eighties. Yeah, Elm Street dude. Nightmare on Elm Street dude could do no wrong in the eighties, right? Yeah. Yeah. He tried to create kind of another. I, I don't know what he was expecting, but. I, this wasn't quite Nightmare on Elm Street. He did not have another big hit here. This one was called Shocker. So it's his uh, uh, God of Thunder after the wall type thing. I don't know. I, I don't hit know. Hit it big and tried to recreate that and didn't quite quite get that. Yeah, it's his elder. Is what it elder, is. that's what, yeah. yeah, I always say God, yeah, elder. I know you were talking about those guys. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the band. That. It was the band. Yeah, they had the... Yeah, they the had thing. the one thing with that yeah. guy. And it, um, it was a lot of coke. Uh, right, a lot yeah. of coke. Ezrin, Bob Ezrin, and he yeah. produced this thing, and it was from... Uh, kiss! I set you up for that. There's your kiss I connection with you K. I set you up for that. You're Thank welcome. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. softball. Oh, and this uh, this movie just has several of these. It's going to keep on giving. It's going to keep on giving because in the 80s, yes, Shocker comes out. And I guess we should read about it first. Let's see. Do we want to rent Wes Craven's Shocker? No more Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, where did he take that from? Hmm. Master of Horror Wes Craven directs his exciting visual treat, which introduces a diabolical mass murderer who harnesses electricity for unimagined killing powers. About to be electrocuted for a catalog of heinous crimes. Heinous crimes. Heinous crimes, oh, yes. Ha- heinous. Heinous. Sorry. The unrepentant Horace Pinker. What the hell did you just say? That's the guy's name, Horace Pinker. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come on, keep going. Okay. Horace Pinker transforms into a terrifying energy source. Only young athlete Jonathan Parker, with an uncanny connection to Pinker through bizarre dreams, can fight the powerful demon. The two dive in and out of television programs, 
chasing each other from channel to channel through stunning scenes of disaster game shows and old reruns. A blend of dazzling special effects. I bet they're dazzling. Yeah. I bet they are amazing. What year was this? 88. 88. Oh, yeah. 89. Sorry, 89. They were so much better in 89 than they were in 88. Yes. <laughs> Big revolution. It's a dazzling special effects here. Jolting humor and electrifying soundtrack. Shocker. A tale of terror. Here Any, you go. Uh, anytime they have to refer to the humor mm. as really funny or jolting or like. Or pump up the soundtrack. Like, yeah. It's the like, movie uh, okay. sucks, but then we got a killer soundtrack. And that's what they did. I actually never saw this movie because you read that and you don't want to. You know this is going to be horrible. Yeah, already. Uh, Horace Pinker. Horace Pinker, yeah. You know, I mean. So they got sucked into the TV. Freddy Krueger, Horace Pinker. I guess he goes into the, I think he goes into the, like the electrical grid. Yeah. He he, travels from house to house. Exactly. He becomes electricity. That's just lame. That's yeah. a bad idea. That's not no. good. And then he hops into TV shows with this guy. Come on, man. But the soundtrack was stacked with awesome 80s metal, Megadeth, Iggy Pop, and don't forget about the Dudes of Wrath. Oh, Dudes of Wrath? The Dudes of Wrath. What the hell did you just say? Which, which dudes would that be? The dudes of, that's their name? Well, there were there were two songs by the dudes of Wrath. The first How one. How come we've never heard of these dudes? Well, well, let me tell you about the second song because I almost played it and then I listened to it and like, I can't even do it. I can't do it. Shock Dance. Shock Dance. Oh, I can do the Shock Dance. Yeah, oh, Shock Dance featuring. I'm not going to do it now, but I, I can do it. Featuring Mr. Alice Cooper on vocals and it's pretty much a rap. <laughs> that's right. The Shocker. The Shocker. And this isn't the shocker. This oh, is shocker. Shock- yeah. Oh, that's, that's a, a different di- movie. What very completely. different movie? Completely different movie. A better movie, yes. but a different movie completely. <laughs> yes, I've probably seen it. Yes, uh, Robert was showing me a, a particular hand gesture. Yeah, that, rock, you got yes. the rock and roll devil horns, and you and got the, the shocker. <clears throat> okay, yes, uh, shock dance. Horrible song. Alice Cooper. He is one of the singers for the Dudes of Wrath. Now the other song. Well, you've got this guy. He goes by the moniker Star Child. Oh, yeah. That's right. Peter Chris? Nope. <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> Paul Stanley from Kiss. Here's your second Kiss connection with a K. Yes, Paul Stanley is the other singer of Dudes of Wrath, and he has a song on here as well. Wait, do you know this, and you just never brought it up, or did you honestly find this out? No, I used to own this cassette Oh, okay. okay. No, I own this cassette I thought you would just discover something time. new about no, Kiss. No, but here's something else about this soundtrack. We're going to get a third one because Bonfire, the famous German band, I'm sure you're familiar oh, yeah. with them, Bonfire. No, but I need to. This cool yes, name. Bonfire has a song on here called Sword and Stone. Okay. And okay. Sword and Stone. I like Sword. Sword was written like by that yeah. same guy, Paul Stanley from. He just gives it to a band from Germany. There's like, your third kissing. Well, we got to have another one because we can't have three. No, that's a bad thing. Yeah. Anyway, yes, Paul Stanley wrote this song, Sword and Stone. Kiss should have recorded it for Crazy Nights, and they didn't. And he gave it to this band, Bonfire. And it would have been a probably a better song to put on Crazy Nights. But hey, we'll never know. Yeah. So crazy kiss connections here on the Shocker soundtrack. So the other guy who sang 
in The Dews of Wrath was none other than Desmond Child, the guy that wrote every hit in the 80s for all of these hair bands. Okay, his name sounds familiar. But oh, he, to, he wrote everything. He just any of the hits, any machine. of the ballads, uh, mm-hmm. he's the guy that wrote it. So he actually performs as part of The Dews of Wrath. Oh, cool. They had Vivian Campbell on guitar, Rudy Sarzo on bass, Tommy Lee on drums, and then lead guitar, Guy Man Dude. Guy Man Dude. Guy Man Dude. Oh, that's right, yes. Who we played before. We have. I forgot about that. <laughs> so this dude gets uh, writer's credit on all those songs that were massive. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Desmond Child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're not playing. We're not going to play the Dudes of Wrath, though. Yeah. Sorry, we're not doing that because Pot of Thunder has already done that. If you want to go hear them break down okay. the Paul Stanley song, is hilarious. They do it with Mr. Chris Jericho, and it's a great, great listen. Go check that out. We're going to play the guy that was sitting across from us at the Rockin' Pod. He's the host of Talk Louder podcast, Mr. Jason McMaster. Mm-hmm. His band, Dangerous Toys, were on this soundtrack. This oh, came out yeah, the same right. year they that they released their debut. Yeah. They really well, died. You threw yeah. me off there. I was like, yeah. no, there was a backdrop across from us. Well, yeah, the other way. Other way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going to play a little Dangerous Toys. Here is Demon Bell, the Ballad of Horace Pinker from the Shocker soundtrack. You got 
this is a compliment for the band, but that's the guitar playing and the singing that led me to believe that there was no way I would ever, ever be in a band. <laughs> because I, there was no way I could sing that high and that right. amazing. And that guitar was just like, what the just hell? Just a whole different play? thing. Yeah. I'm like, there's, that I lead can't was do that. Badass. That was badass lead. I was yeah. very impressed with that. And it was different. It wasn't just a noodly diddly lead. But uh, yeah, all, that's exactly what I think of in my head was all the 80s music that I've just listened to. And like, damn, yeah, I wish I could do that because that, that way I could be in a band. Just a few years later, grunge. Yeah. My permission slip. Always love Dangerous Toys, though, because they throw in that Texas swagger into yeah. the hairband and it just makes it dirtier and nastier and it's better. Not too far from the Nashville swagger that some of those hair yeah. bands were known for, too. They're just a very bluesy. Yeah, yeah. Just a little little extra swing S- to it. Sweetlies, swing, sleaze, something. A little more Jack Daniels in it. That's probably it. And I was thinking if. Jason is at the next Rockin' Pod. Mm-hmm. We should get him to come on the program one Halloween, and we'll do a watch party of Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> and he can t- because he wrote that song. They yeah. must have given him the whole synopsis of the movie because if you listen to the lyrics, I mean, it was all about Horace Pinker. Right. There's lots of stuff. Makes lots there. of Shocker references. Like the the there. whiskey so, and being yeah. thirsty and yeah. So I think we sit down with Jason. We watch this whole film and maybe we... he saves that for Christmas. <laughs> Sitting down with the family. <laughs> It's a big oh, ritual it, for that house. It would be awesome. Or next time we're at Rock and Pod, we do nothing but interview him about this song only. That's it. Like we don't talk about anything else. We, no, no, we're no. just here to break down Demon Okay, Bell. on the second verse, the I want to know more. Word. How did you get in the head yeah. of Horace Pinker? Was it an electrifying Do you feel the electricity? <laughs> oh, you know, just endless possibilities with Wes Craven. Now I'm wondering if he gets asked about that. I don't know. Maybe we actually do that. Yeah. Let's put that on the list. <laughs> All right. So next, next up, a famous 80s slasher series that ended in 1984. They could have taken this thing. They could have milked it. They could have gone on like all these other ones forever. But this one was obviously the, the end because it was called The Final Chapter. So they never made another one after this. It was The Final Chapter. Because they all stick to that rule. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're very good about it. They could have made so much more money. Okay. Here we go. The body count continues in this vivid thriller. That was a good The band. fourth and final story in the widely successful Friday the 13th series. Jason, Crystal Lake's least popular citizen, returns to wreak further havoc in Friday the 13th, the final chapter. After his revival in a hospital morgue. I didn't you know they had hospital morgues. I guess they do. The hockey mask murderer fixes his vengeful... God, I can't speak. His vengeful attention I can't read this on blah 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 but anyway I can't read it it got the, this, this box note. is so old I can hardly read it this is the it. cliff note this yeah. is okay I, anyway basically he kills everyone yeah, let's just tell you knows. he kills everyone right. mm-hmm. and then somehow he dies but then somehow he will come back so Friday the 13th stopped in 84 the final chapter it stopped it was over but Halloween and the others kept going ad nauseum right what the hell did you just say you know, I'm kidding. This thing is still, they're still making, know. they're still making these damn movies. No, I don't know. Cause I don't watch, yeah. I never watch this stuff. It, no, they, it never appealed to me. This was supposed to be the final one. And oh, then, okay. Then, sorry. Then, I, then I, they had Jason returns. I blew Jason your goes joke. to hell. I am sorry. I walked all over that. Oh yeah. No, no, no. That's, well, that's I sold that. Else I sold that. that really well, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I believe yeah. it. Okay. Well now, you know, all of these eighties movies, the horror movies and the heavy metal just went together. It was that mm. peanut butter chocolate scenario. Yeah. And who would they get? Who would you get for Friday the 13th? This came out in 19. 1984. So who would you put on the soundtrack to this slasher? Hmm. 
Look, if you could pick any band from 1984 that would fit really well on Friday the 13th, who would it be? Typo negative. They weren't around yet. I know, I know. See, I was thinking like Wasp. Oh, like Wasp. Wasp. Were that really, would be a good They could have sold that. He that wanted make... to be more of a horror yeah. star than he But was. they were in Ghoulies too. So no, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't pick no. Wasp. I guess Wasp wasn't available. So who did they pick? Lion. Do you white, remember Lion? White Lion? No, there's no white here. Just, just Lion. It's just Lion. Pasty Lion? Just old Lion. Dark Lion? No, it's just Lion. They didn't put a lot of stuff out, Lion. Duh. Can't say I've heard of them. <laughs> well, if you were a fan of the Transformers, the movie that came out in 1986, Lion are the band that did the theme song to that, mm-hmm. which is very popular for you know nerds and kids of that time. They did this song, and then they had a couple songs in a movie called The Wraith, it came out in 1986. Remember that one? Yeah. Mm-mm. No, I mean, yeah. So they didn't do a whole lot. I think they had one album, but the band did feature the amazing guitarist Doug Aldrich, who yeah. would go on to be in Dio, White Snake, The Dead mm-hmm. Daisies, House of Lords, Hurricane. He's, I mean, well, no name. Guitar for Hire, Badass. Yeah, Lion was a band that he was in. Two albums, 87, 89, and no more Lion. But we're going to hear what they gave for the final chapter of Friday the 13th, the last ever movie that they made with that title Friday the 13th the final Mm -hmm. chapter yeah that's it the last one they made with that title four and done that was it here's Lion with Love is a Lie
That is a solid effort at writing a hit song. I mean, that song was big. The vocals, it had breakdown, wicked good solo in there. I mean, all the elements to it. These guys were not half-assing it at all. You know what the problem was? What? They were on the Friday the 13th, the final chapter soundtrack. And that's, that was the that's problem. probably what did them in. If they had just signed on for a few more after that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's for 1984. That if I would like have had that. Right in the ballpark of what everything else sounded like. I would have been all over that. Firehouse mixed with uh, Mr. Roboto and Sticks. I mean, it's like this. Doug Aldrich just ripping yeah. it up. I mean, yeah, it has everything you want from that time period for a mm-hmm. hair metal band. Absolutely. Yeah. Good on you, Lion. Good on you. All right. Well, since we're talking about obscure bands, let's talk about another one. And perhaps an obscure movie as well. The name of this movie alone would make me rent it. But I'm going to turn over the box here and read it for you because I'm not sure it'll sell you just on the title. But I see that this is another one of those films that was capitalizing on the fact that heavy metal and horror movies go well together. Mm -hmm. Some reason. Might as well just make the movie about that. Metal and murder. Metal and murder. It's the most dangerous concert ever. It's the Rocktober Blood Tour. A killer show with everything you wouldn't expect to see. Screaming fans, bright lights, guitars, and murder. Billy I. Harper. Billy I. 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 Irving Harper. Billy I. Harper. One of Rock's megastars was electrocuted for several brutal murders and the near-fatal stabbing of Lynn Starling, his backup vocalist and lover. Two years have passed, and Lynn has taken over the band. Now they're out on the road in the ultimate concert spectacular. One person can stop the music, Billy. He's out of the grave, ready to rock and rule. How about that? That's, I, I didn't quite follow all of that, but okay, he's coming back to help or haunt. What the hell did you just say? It says one person can stop the music, Billy. Yeah, I still, the, the yeah, so apparently, Billy's electrocuted. Yeah. So here's, you know, he's hanging out with Horace Pinker. Right, they're hanging in out. The in the electrical field. In the netherworlds. And, uh, yeah, and then he goes back and I guess he kills the band because they've continued on without oh, him. Oh, I see so, now. I could see where his angst would be. Yeah, that yeah. They didn't stop and mourn him long enough. So he, he tried to stab his girlfriend, but yeah. she's taken over the band now. She's the singer. She was too. So, you see. So what they did for this 10-song soundtrack is they took three obscure bands and they had one band be the band with Billy in it mm-hmm. and they had the other version uh, the other band be the band with the girl in it I guess and then there's another band in here called Eyes but we're going to play the the band the Billy band and this band I had never heard of before but I'm going to seek them out now because listen to this story their name is Sorcery okay all right early 80s right so a band that existed from 1975 to 1987 known for their music an elaborate stage show consisting of a hard rock band and two master magicians who incorporated the use of magic illusions in the onstage battle where Merlin takes on Satan. Hell yeah, I'm in. I'm in. How did that not go big? You got me. Now, listen to this. In 1982 and 1983, they were featured on Dick Clark's 90-minute TV special, A Rockin' Halloween. Yet, we've never heard of this band. Mm Mm-mm. I don't, I don't think I watched that. I think I was out trick-or-treating. Yeah, we were We were out doing what, what, what kids year, do. What year was that? 82 and 83. Yeah, so yeah. I was out. I was out as well. But 
why have we never heard of sorcery? I don't know. Well, maybe we should listen to him and yeah. maybe that'll explain. Yeah. But yeah. let's have a listen. This is Sorcery from 1984 from the Rocktober Blood soundtrack. They have side one. And here's a song called I'm Back.
think he's got one more. Hang on. Okay. Period. Yeah, to wait Last for the one. ending. Yeah. Okay, so huh. I, I imagine this with the stage show, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Without that, is like a low rent Halloween. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, recording quality there is not so great, but yeah, you know, a band with two magicians on yeah, stage that, who were fighting Satan. I mean, come on, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm interested in that. That's basically ghosts before there was ever even the thought of ghosts. Ghosts were, weren't even babies then. Somebody referred to them as Nickelback for God. I saw People, that, yeah. Uh, one Nickelback our, for one Goth our, kids. Yeah, one of our friends said that today. I was like, huh, <laughs> well, somebody's going to start a fist fight. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're very popular. So once anything gets popular, yeah, you, know, you, you got to shit on it. Got to bring it down. Just like the next band that I'm about to play, I almost couldn't yeah, play popular. them. But well, they're just so damn popular, Not quite obscure enough. But we're gonna play them anyway. It's a video that I definitely saw on the shelf of Square Records back in the '80s, early '90s. One that I never rented, but I read several times. I'm gonna read it for you now and see if you would have rented this or if you'll rent it now. So, welcome to Camp Rolling Hills. Oh, it's horror movie at a camp. That hasn't been done before. That's a new one. That's a new one for us. Meet your camp counselor, Angela. She's the kind of counselor who enjoys camp songs, nature walks, board games, and murder. Oh, sign me up. I think I've dated her. (laughs) In fact, she does wonders with a chainsaw and a drill press. Oh, hell yeah. I don't even know how you get that thing. I don't know how you move that around. That's my kind of chick right there. (laughs) It all started... the murder thing. Okay, well, let me just tell you. It all started six years ago at a nearby camp. They're always close together, these camps. Nearby. Nearby. They're in clusters, just like poor people. Apparently, a shy 14-year-old boy went berserk (laughs) and committed several grisly murders. Could it be the unhappy camper has returned as Counselor Angela? Well, that's gross. The boys and girls at Camp Rolling Hills are about to find out. But as each rowdy camper discovers Angela's secret, they're immediately sent home in a bag until only one camper is left. It's the classic battle between camper and counselor. That is a classic. I remember those battles well. Yeah, because when there's three campers left, yeah, you still got three people. (laughs) I'm not going to go home yet. Yeah, sleepaway camp too. Sign up and become a dismember. That's the one of the first killings within like a minute and a half of the opening credits. They're like, yeah, let's just get right to it. All right, here's some stabbing. So, you know, we talked about Wes Craven and mm-hmm. Shocker earlier. Yeah. Only one movie for Shocker. How many sleepaway camps do you think there are? Did they have a franchise? It depends on the show. Surely. Boobs. If they showed boobs, surely like, they couldn't out. They could have Shocker. three or four. Yep, four sleepaway camps. Yeah, I bet you there's a shower scene in each one of those somehow. Well, Angela, you know, who used to be a 14-year-old boy, apparently is pretty hot here on the cover, so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, maybe not. Sleepaway Camp 2. And who are we going to get to play on this soundtrack? (laughs) Yes, the Electric Boogaloo is iced tea. No, it is Canada's finest export. Anvil. Syrup. Oh, no. Anvil. (laughs) You dicks! And if you need to know anything about Anvil, then you can go watch the story, Anvil, the story of Anvil. So good you have to say it twice in the movie title. But that's, have you seen that documentary? 
I have not. I've seen okay. videos of anvils on like YouTube, but it's for no. blacksmithing. It's completely no. different. This is, that's now. a whole different thing. Yeah. Although anvil does have the blacksmithing anvil on every single cover I of like their twenty eight album. That needs to be the album. official band of our blacksmithing association that we have. Well, here's your first introduction to them. This is going to be amazing. So anvil, the story of anvil is a documentary made. I would say maybe even close to 10, 15 years ago now. Mm. But it's basically this band that had kind of an upward trajectory in the early 80s, kind of pre-thrash, and played with a lot of the thrash bands that would go on to become the big four, Mm. and they kind of never went anywhere, but they just kept putting out record after record after record on their own. Mm. And so this follows up with them in the 2000s, I believe. Was there any speculation on, like we we always ask, why? Yeah, Yeah, there's, there's tons of... Well, I mean, some of it has to do with just poor choices. Yeah. Other has to do with maybe the songs just weren't that good. Yeah. You know, but... They had the, the foundation of good yeah, thrash metal, but not yeah. the finishing touches. But s- people love this band, and they got... Actually, after that documentary came out, they got really big again, and they went on tours, and they've oh, kind of been doing pretty well ever since. So, yeah, happy ending there. They're still going. But they were on Sleepaway Camp 2 from 1988. Let's hear their song, yeah. Straight Between the Eyes.
sounds like a slam dunk for Metallica to cover at some point because his voice is very similar to early Hetfield without the yeah at the end of everything. But it seems like they could really add their finishing touches to it. Well, Lars is actually, he speaks on the documentary. He's one of the ones saying, yeah, we were all in Anvil, but mm. the, we don't know what happened to him. But they just kept going. Yeah. But yeah, so th- I think early on Metallica were fans mm. of theirs, but obviously they surpassed them. But yeah, Anvil's still out there. Go watch that documentary. It's it's like a little sad, a little funny, a, a little cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really gets the emotions going on. It, it mainly focuses on Lips. Lips is the lead singer and guitarist, mm-hmm. and they're just a trio. And, uh, you know, it's like his kind of struggle. Like, he always just sees them as, we're going to make it, we're going to make yeah. it, we're going to make it. Even into his 50s and now his 60s. Exactly. He's we're going to make coming. it, we're going to make it. the corner, man. Yeah. That polyamorous. Yeah, just doesn't give up. Yeah. You know, but anyway, very cool. I like Anvil. I think they're pretty cool. Okay. I'm pretty sure this next movie wrote itself, but I'm going to read the box anyway. Well, these days they got AI. They mm-hmm. really do write mm-hmm. themselves. But they put a little something at the very top just to tease you it says not since the rocky horror picture show has gruesome horror been so much fun so it gets you you know it's a little taste a little teaser yeah. right there so let's read more about this you know i've never i've never seen rocky horror picture show you know i've seen Have bits of it and just can't make it through it yeah i've, I've seen bits not my like, thing i don't know there's just certain things in life that everybody else seems to have loved and done many times and I'm i like, agree eh, I, it just eh. doesn't do it for me maybe that's it it's because everybody watched it and everybody and so therefore i have to go the other way i'm like nah if everybody's over there we'll, yeah there's probably something to that yeah but i've literally tried to watch it and, and i just can't get through it. through it i don't think it's, it's like okay. i just don't want to nah it's it sounds like broadway to me like i don't want to it's not my thing throwing bread that's a waste of good food yeah all right so i'm gonna read you a little synopsis with this movie here's another hard rock and metal turd horror movie holy moses is a hot young rock band on the cusp of stardom they journey to a secluded northern california hamlet what is a hamlet by the way what constitutes a hamlet it's an omelet with ham ah well, that makes sense. It's very good. Makes no sense in this context, but we'll go with it. <laughs> yes, they journey to a secluded Northern California hamlet to perform what is touted as the gig that will propel them to stardom because that's how it works. When yeah. you go to a little teeny town yeah. that nobody knows anything about, and they don't even call it a town, they call it a hamlet. Yeah, because it's not even that's big enough how to be you get a village. village. It's like 50 people shy of a village. Yeah, this. I, I mean, so far, this is making a ton of sense. That's going to propel them to stardom yeah. instead. It's the beginning of a remarkably macabre adventure. The band is taken captive by a strange family. The band members are subjected to unimaginable horrors before being brutally slaughtered. But the fun begins when they are resurrected and become the hard rock zombies. Oh. Oh, yeah. Now? Now it's getting interesting. They're set to give their greatest performance as they rock and roll their way to vengeance. An all-out attack on the crazed clan. Hard rock zombies, you just can't keep a good band down. <laughs> huh? Yeah? We're going to rent this one. I'm renting that. Actually, I'm renting that. I own it. You I'll, own I'll, it? I'll, I'll, give it <laughs> <laughs> I'll say Hard Rock Zombies, that sounds like the song right there, the soundtrack. Yes. Like the main title song. Yes. Yeah, so Hard Rock Zombies. Dun, 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 now, this came out in 1985. Band. So, uh, not a big budget film, yeah, this one. Like 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, who are we going to get to be on it, though? Who could provide us the soundtrack to this metal band? who are trying to make it in a small town. Six wasn't doing much by then. Mm, no, I think we should get Paul Sabu. Don't you? Sabu Sabah? Sabu? Shibu? 
Shabu. Paul. Shaboopy. Sabu. Yes. Sabu. Now, I saw that and I went, don't know who this is. And then I read, oh, he was in the band Only Child. Of course. AOR band. No. So. No, I got nothing. No. Okay. Well, how about this? He's also known as a collaborator, a songwriter, a collaborator with a long list of artists who have been on In Obscuria. Bands like Lee Aaron, Little Caesar, Fatal Smile, Silent Rage, Tattoo Rodeo, mm-hmm. all bands we play. I remember that. Are they on the banner? S- some are. Tattoo some are. On, yeah. He's also written with some little guys like David Bowie, Alice yeah. Cooper, Who? Madonna. I don't know. The Neville Brothers, Prince, Shania Twain, and John Waite. Yet he's on this soundtrack. Taking a break. He's credited with producing, mixing 14 platinum and 11 gold records, but this obviously is his crowning achievement. <clears throat> and it's on just his under his name. So, yeah, it's. Um, remember, he was in an AOR band and he's supposed to be like portraying this metal. Thing. Yeah. So let's let's have a little fun with Paul's version here of Street that. Angel, Mark of the Devil from Hard Rock Zombies, nineteen eighty five. A Can't classic. I'll bring it to you. Can't keep a good band down.
So I guess they originally asked Rob Halford to write the soundtrack, and then he said, fuck off. And said, no. He said, you can't afford me. <laughs> Who is this? Why are you call- How'd you get my number? That's what he said. And so this Oh, you guy, know, let me give you Paul's number. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> uh, and so this guy's like, I'm going to write a song that sounds like Judas Priest. And he did. Do you, Spot on. Do you think he was going to give that song to David Bowie or Madonna? I, 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 yeah, I'm not maybe. sure. I mean, obviously he kept it. He's like, you know what? I'm going to keep this one. It was out of Madonna's range. Yeah, maybe. But not, that was a, not bad. Not, not a bad. He's not like bad writing attempt. for what he was supposed to be writing for. He's like typically but an that's AOR the sign guy. Kind of a good writer, though. That yeah. he probably, like I said, ran through what two songs and listened to two songs. And went, okay, I got yeah, it. I, me, I can let, do something like this. Let me write that down. I, <laughs> I don't know. Skills. You know, only child. I've I've heard that album a long time ago. Mm. It's it's all right. It's kind of typical AOR. You know, survivorish yeah. kind of stuff. Foreignerish. But I don't know why he didn't continue. I mean, I guess he, you know, well, I guess once you get one platinum album just for writing and not doing anything else, yeah. maybe maybe you go, well, I can get 13 more of these. Let me just cash that check yeah, and just, then cash I'll this just check. just sit here and, yeah, yeah, do my writing thing. Not so. leave my house or tour or anything. Yeah, not to deal with the bullshit. Okay, I do have one more movie for you, All and right. I don't even know if I want to read this box. I don't, I mean, the title alone, we're going to watch this one. Okay, this, is, this is the one we're the picking. Title. Just give me the title right now. Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. 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 You don't even you, you, you don't it, need to know what it's the cro- about. It's a, the ultimate crossover. Exactly. People have been waiting years yeah. and years for this. This finally came out in 2003. And see, now it's all about the superhero comic book characters, crossovers. They'll have five or six different people. And that, see, back in the 80s, it was all horror crossovers. That yep. was a big thing. But this didn't happen until 2003. Oh, People were clamoring for it. this for 20 plus okay. years. They wanted this to happen and finally it happened. Two different uh, movie companies, I believe, so it was probably hard to pull off. The soundtrack for this movie is crazy. It's 20 songs. Double album. Double album, all 2000s kind of new metal-ish, industrial mm. metal, metal core, black metal, death metal. It's like the heaviest of the heavy and whatever was trendy in the early yeah. 2000s. The last song on the album, it's the one. Oh. That sucked you in. It's it's the one. You got me. So I think you're going to like it. Okay. It's by a band that we really like and that we try to play every Halloween. So just sit back and enjoy. My Frankenberry. My box of Frankenberry. Yeah, grab your Frankenberry. Sit back and enjoy a little typo negative. Thank you.
That's one of the few really good typo songs that doesn't end abruptly, like one beat before you expect it to. <laughs> <laughs> it pisses me off. All the really good stuff just has an abrupt ending to it. But as someone who has listened to every typo song that is on any streaming service, because I don't actually play music in my house i stream it there's always those moments of i wonder what else is out there i wonder if there's something that i just haven't heard and this was it this was that hopefully not the last time but in a long time that i've heard something that i haven't heard before didn't know about and it was oh just like a warm hug from peter from beyond the grave yeah and you get a little bit of his bass solo there yeah normally trying to strangle you through the microphone but this one was just a little bit more melodic but heavy there's that perfect blend that i always love about them just such a unique band i I don't know how you can't love this band absolutely absolutely and this is you know like the uh the reward at the end of a podcast where our listeners had to listen to me eat frankenberry for five or six songs now and some maybe questionable 80s metal yeah (laughs) this this is the payoff here we're we're, you're welcome we're giving you this as a gift to all our listeners that you just listened to really good typo that you probably haven't heard that i haven't heard if you heard it you're cooler than i am there is a version of this song on life is killing me but this version is different i didn't recognize it. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to go back and listen to it now and see what the differences yeah. were. But it sounded, I don't know, like I said, I'll, I'll do a, a A and B to compare those. And by the way, Life is Killing Me, that was the one album that they had not released on vinyl. They just, just did. put it up for pre-sale, which I've already... Did you snag that? I've already put my order in. So if you like typo negative and you like vinyl, this one is finally available. So nice. go out there and get it. That's what I got for you. I thought we'd have to end with a little typo negative. That just put me in the best oh, mood, man. The I tell you the Gothtober. Who would have thought, man? I know, really. Who would have thought? I've been listening to this band since 1992. I had no idea you would ever be in I know. This. That's what I'm talking about. Who would have thought, that, like, five years ago? No. I wouldn't have thought of listening to them just five years ago. It's crazy. Yeah, but that's, that's it's a great, I mean, on the way home today, I was listening to just terrestrial radio, and Comfortably Numb came on, and I was thinking about that, how, how at one point in time, that song was just, and it's, it's still, I'm, I'm not going to change my, you know, favorite song categories, but still, you know, how special that song was, and it, obviously, after all these years, and how many thousands of times I've heard it live, everything, it just, yeah, it doesn't have that same kick to it, so when you hear a song like Tonight, or that reaches out to you, just grabs you, and it just... I, it gives you that memory of why we do this and why mm-hmm. it's always been such an important thing at different points, different types of music, but still music has been that since, you know, junior high school concert band for me, you know, you start yeah. that, that the feeling of playing it live and certain combinations music. of certain chords and yeah. certain sounds for some reason just has a, an emotional impact. And on I, I, I don't have that a lot with music from my past because I've heard it so much but it's always nice to get that new connection yet again even if it's a song I may have heard but I don't recognize off because it's a different version of it but still having that just warm feeling of oh yeah I remember this guy yeah I remember him awesome well it's still Gothtober and we will return next week with another gruesome episode until then see you later peoples